This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lindell Report. Sorry, uh, last night we had uh, a lot of technical problems with servers or something. I guess something uh, kept us down for almost the entire hour, but tonight we got everything running and we'll do some catch up. Uh, I've, uh, I've heard we've got, uh, uh, we'll be talking about my good, uh, our old uh, friends here, not, I don't know what you call them friends, I guess, but. Um, are uh, people I talk about quite a bit. Um, Brad Rassenberger and Rusty Bowers, two of the worst people I've ever, um, um, I guess, ever uh, um, had to even talk about. I can't believe what these two have done, and now they doubled down and now tripled down. Uh, just uh, traitors to our country, that's all you can say. Um, and uh, Brandon, do we have, uh, we're going to have... Um, Garland on tonight. Yeah, let me know when we got Garland. I think we should grab him as soon as possible because one of the clips, we, we we got one clip we can play without him, but there's a clip of him with, uh, with Brad Ratzenberger testifying before the January 6th committee. I know he's going to re- want to refute what... Uh, yeah, yes. Well, why don't we keep Georgia separate from uh, our, our uh, old buddy, uh, Rusty Bowers. Right. Remember, everybody remember Rusty Bowers now... Um, I believe he's speaker of the. Is he the speaker of the speaker house of the house in in uh, Arizona? In Arizona, everybody. And if if everybody can recall, we we did a um 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 Arizona. The people of Arizona did a recall on Rusty Bowers to get rid of the guy. The guy is so corrupt, so such a traitor to our country. And uh, um, we uh um. I guess they made, they missed, uh, they got the right number of signatures or whatever it was, Brandon, but they missed some technicality, some date, and old Rusty slid through, and uh, and otherwise he'd have been long gone. But he's been the uh, one of the, probably one of the biggest blockers in our country's history. I would put him right there with Brad Rassenberger, and, and not only that, they doubled down and uh, at the January 6th, uh, what does the president call him? Our real president, Donald Trump, the the unselected committee or something like that? <laughs> yeah, um, the disgusting. I guess just a charade. I haven't watched any of it yet, and, and I and I don't plan to. It's just uh, you got this election deflection. What a joke! Uh, you don't see him having anybody on there like me that can just pour out the evidence and say, "Hey, don't you guys care about our country?" Are you shocked? Are you are, are you shocked, Mike, that they haven't subpoenaed you to testify? Well, you know, they don't want me to testify. I'm going to go. Here's the evidence. Come on, it's right here on Frank's feet. What are you doing? Of course, the election was stolen. This is a big deflection. The FBI. You know what I would do? I'd say, um, did the FBI a year ago on June 26 say there was nothing, no conspiracy or or any, anything between Donald Trump on this or his supporters? That was what they said, Brandon. The FBI did their report. They did their investigation. This is a Nancy Pelosi charade. I've seen some picture of, of uh, the traitor Liz Cheney uh, giving old Rusty Bauer a hug. You know, that was just such a touching moment. You know, it's disgusting. You know, what they can sit and do and double down everybody. 
double down. They say, oh, there's no nothing to see here in Arizona, Rusty Powers. He has tried to stop. You know, it's kind of funny, Brandon, when you have thousands, ten thousands of people, then hundreds of thousands of people in Arizona. And then and then pretty much the whole state's going, um, you got a big problem here in Arizona with these machines, with the with the with the election, with down with the elections. You go up to Yuma and uh, is it Pima, Arizona, these places. They had, some of these places had more votes than voters, everybody, just like Pennsylvania. It is a complete charade. It's a circus down in Arizona. And you know who's between Rusty Bowers and remember our, our old friend Karen Fan, who also blocked the president. When you've got the president of the Senate blocking and you've got the Speaker of the House blocking, all these, all these legislatures and senators down there and the hardworking people of Arizona, all the people that went out there and did these, did these, this, the biggest audit in history, I heard, biggest audit ever. That's what we, that's what we, we've been told. And, uh, and then for just a couple of people to shut her down, you know, and uh, it's, it's just disgusting. But you know what? Uh, that's one of the reasons we picked Arizona for the first injunction. It's right here in Frank's Beach, everybody. It's all out there. And the GOP of Arizona uh, in, uh, put out an amicus brief, and, uh, and they, uh, they basically endorsed it, saying, hey, we don't want these machines. Uh, Brandon, why don't we get right into all right. it? And show, Here let's, is... see what old, let's see what old Rusty Bowers did. Um, and then what we're going to talk about this hour, if you get everybody on on Facebook and get everybody over to Frank's speech, we're going we're gonna to also talk about what, what uh, I don't usually care, you know, it's not really interest to me about these January 6th garbage. But when I hear people like Rusty Bowers and Brad Rassenberg, who both of them, I think I've talked about more than any two people in, in ever. I mean, and I, you, you guys, I don't badmouth people unless it's the truth of what they're doing. These guys are bad, what they're doing to our country. They're bad people, very bad people. This is, you know, this is a. Uh, this is for all people. They're not just, Rusty's not just doing it to the people, the great people in Arizona. Arizona affects the whole country, which actually affects the whole world. You know, we've got to get rid of these machines and to sit there and say this election wasn't stolen and there was no, no uh, um, crime. He used one quote I seen Rusty Bauer said, Rudy Giuliani said that um, there's a lot of stuff we just can't get it, you know. We can't grab it right now, or something. A lot, lot of, a lot of theories, a lot of theories, but n not, no evidence right now. No, that that was, and he, and he said not enough evidence right now, and that was when you know when that was dead, Brandon. When? It, back in November, when they before they, you know, this was way back in November of 2020 when everyone's going. We've got all these theories that this is crazy. Of course, Arizona didn't take 10 days to count two percent of the votes. They backed up stuff and put in 200,000 fake ballots. They found that in the audit. They found all this stuff in the audit. Signatures that didn't match. 27,000 people voted twice. That didn't, the people that didn't live in Arizona voted. But they didn't vote. They used their names. So let's bring up Rusty Bob. All right. This will be a... All right. Here, here, here is uh, Adam Schiff with... Oh, Adam, yeah. yeah. Here's Adam Schiff with Rusty Bauer. Voters of Arizona resulted in you and your family being subjected to protests and terrible threats. Uh, can you tell us how this impacted you and your family? Well, as others in the videos have mentioned, we received 
um, my secretaries would say in excess of 20,000 emails and tens of thousands of voicemails and texts which saturated our offices and we were unable to work. Okay, I want to stop right there, Mike. I want to stop right yep. there, Mike, because first of all, that's, that's the prerogative of the people of Arizona to email right. an elected official, number one. Number yep. two, I watched a lot of this you know, before the show. They don't get into a lot of specifics. What you're actually just going to hear is Adam Schiff setting up Rusty Bauer to give his sad sack song about how people are protesting him and driving by his house. Now, I'm not encouraging that, but here's what I want to know. Where is the concern with what they're doing? I mean, Adam Schiff makes a huge point to talk about this, but where's Adam Schiff talking about what's happening to the Supreme Court justices like Amy Comey Barrett and others who, who may be, we don't know yet, but due to the draft leak, may overturn Roe v. Wade. Not only are they not discouraging it, some of these elected officials on Capitol Hill have encouraged it. But where are they talking about all the abort, the, right. the pro-life pregnancy centers being bombed? They just set him up so he can uh, be a, have an emotional story, but they right. don't deal with the facts. Brandon, Brandon, they, there's a couple things I want to say here. Uh, they also didn't care about me back right. in the day. They didn't care about me. They didn't care about hundreds and then thousands of, of poll watchers and stuff that Dominion went after and threatened them with that threatening letters and or lawsuits where people, they were in fear. I've talked, these, these people finally did a class action lawsuit against Dominion, but a lot of them got home security systems. A lot of them had, some, a lot of them had pictures sent to them, maybe not by from Dominion or the other machine companies, but very threatening things. Pictures of cutting up, uh, you know, hey, you live with a pretty nice family, things like this. You know, horrific stuff. I want to say something, too. You know, you, I can see what they're doing. They're setting him up to, oh, woe is me. I'm yep. an official, and I got 20,000 emails sent to me. That should tell you something right there. The people of Arizona wanted you. They, all the evidence came out, and Rusty, you blocked it. Shame on you, Rusty Bauer. Shame on you. Why would you block that? A, you're, you're, he's supposedly a Republican. Now, if you don't even want to look into this and say, hey, let's see what happened here. Remember, they blocked it every step of the way. Then when they finally did, the, uh, the audit comes out, they show that there's it's completely um, out of whack. There's Even with just the 27,000 people that voted twice. So when they vote, when the Senate and, the, and uh, a lot of the Senate, a lot of the House um, put up a thing, uh, a, uh, a, fi a filing, to decertify Arizona, to decertify the electors, Rusty Bowers was right there along with Karen Fan and the rest of them to block it, to stop it, and discourage it. And I want to say, I'm over here reading Facebook, too, and the bots and trolls are out. Now, let me tell you this. One of them said, you know, I'm getting tired of uh, Mike Lindell. He just keeps telling us this stuff, and he just won't put out the evidence. Let me tell you, everybody on Facebook and everybody watching, I want you, anybody that says that to you anytime, go right here to Frank's speech. Brandon, I want you to show him the button here on Frank's speech. It says, one of them says, our first injunction, that's got all the evidence. Another one will say, Dominion exposed. If you're a cyber guy, you go right down to Dominion exposed. That shows everything. Um, you can go down, there it is, Dominion exposed. 
You can go to bombshell proof. Uh, there's, there, I mean, you can sit there and go through this evidence. It's going to take you a long, long time, but it's all right here. We've had the evidence. We've had it for over a year, a year and a half. So I'm, you know, anyone that says that, because you guys are arguing with bots and trolls over here, um, and uh, you know, tell those, tell the bots and trolls, you know, um, hello, watch Frank's speech. Go to Frank's speech and get the app. By the way, everybody, get the app. The Frank speech app and the Frank social app is out. They're connected now, everybody. Um, Brandon, um, the, uh, before we go, we I want to show everybody how they're connected too. Um, and maybe we can. Maybe this is a good time to do that. We'll call it a commercial. Um, or, um, I don't know if you can. I suppose you need to show that on a cell phone. And yeah, stuff. We, we. But Logan can probably figure that out, right, Logan? Show how the Frank anyway, apps are are connected. Buddy, the Logan said, "Give him a second; he can do it." You click the You want to keep going with the clip? You broke up okay. for a second there. All right, Mike. everybody. Well, let's go back. Okay, let's go back to Rusty Bowers then and, and see some more about his wonderful testimony. Okay, here we go. At least communicate. But at home, um, up till even recently, uh, it is the new pattern or a pattern in our lives to worry what will happen on Saturdays because we have various groups come by and they have had um, video panel trucks with videos of me proclaiming me to be a pedophile and a pervert and a corrupt and politician and blaring uh, loudspeakers in my neighborhood and leaving literature both on my property and arguing. I don't think we need our audience to get feel sorry for him. I will tell everybody this. I've called him a corrupt politician, one of the most corrupt in our country. And, and what do I base that on? A lot of my own investigations, but a lot of other people's investigations. And I will tell you this, you know, all he'd have to do, Brandon, is say, hey, you know what? Here's the evidence that came out of the Maricopa audit. Here's evidence that came out of two other counties in, in Arizona. And let's decertify and pull down those electors. In addition and to that, in addition to that, we don't know that there are not people on the left that do this kind of thing oh, absolutely. in order to be provocateurs for the media to say, oh, look what the right is doing to uh, poor Rusty Bowers. We don't know that because we've we seen, don't know that. We've seen you know that what? happen. Like I say, Brandon, like I say, I've, you know, I've been a target for over a year and those are real things. Like, you know, Rusty, why don't you show us, uh, show us all these, uh, um, you know, these 20,000 emails, I'll bet you a lot of them are saying, hey, I mean, that's as far as, it, as the people go. They're going, we want you to decertify. We want you to decertify. I'll bet you most of them are saying, why won't you let the public, why won't you let Arizona look at things? Why are you trying to bury the audit? Why, why, why does this not mean anything when you have 27,000 people vote once, twice, and three times? Why does Heather, Heather Honey come to testify in Arizona and you don't even let her testify. That Karen Fan did that. You know why? Why does uh, the the audit comes out? Dr. Shiva, I guess, did uh, all this huge study that that uh, um, with the signatures, the signature verification, and there were 180,000 votes in question. And get this, Rusty Bowers, 
750,000 votes are ballots in the state of Arizona have no chain of custody. Now, come on, Brandon. And when they came out with that decertification, remember when we went through that, that they, all those, that they put that up, that they filed that case, line after line, it was almost disbelief. Well, I'm sorry, Rusty Bowers, but um, at that point, you should have said, you should have had a public hearing going, hey, told the public, well, we don't care that this happened. Uh, broke our constitution. We don't care that this happened and broke our constitution. We don't have that this happened and it was a felony against all humanity. We don't have that this happened. But that's not what Rusty Bauer did. Rusty Bauer hides the Crook and Doug Ducey. They're all in bed with each other down there. And it's disgusting. You know, Rusty, you can sit. I don't even want to watch the rest of your garbage at the January 6th committee. You should be ashamed of yourself. And yes, I certainly believe you are a traitor to the United States of America. And before we go on to Brad, here real quick is how Adam Schiff responded. Okay, so what he had him do, Mike, was to read from his journal. He had him read from his personal journal about how his friends are turning, people he thought were his friends were turning on him, and how he has to do the right thing by his conscience. And God put him where he's at. He's got to do the right thing. And it was this, you know, this, this, this sad sack thing. And then Adam Schiff, of course, we need, we need a break. It was so emotional. But they never got, to, I never heard him get to the meat of the issue. But yet again. Well, I'll bet you, why didn't he ask him and say, you know, why don't we, why don't we say when that's there, why couldn't they bring, a, you know, I'd go on there, Brandon. I'd bring any one of a, you know, a hundred different cyber guys, a hundred, anybody that came from that audit. Anybody that did the audit, anybody that put up the decertification filing in, in Arizona, any one of those 20,000 people probably could say, hey, Rusty, or hey, here, January 6th panel, how do you explain this to the American people? How do you explain this to the people of Arizona? How do you explain 20-some thousand people that don't live in Arizona voted? How do you explain that? Right. How do you explain that? And Donald Trump lost by 10,700 votes or whatever it was, right around that. How do you explain that? How do you explain this, everybody? Just in Maricopa County, 8,000, whatever, 600 votes. It's like 8,600. I could be off by 10 or 12 votes. Um, out of like 8,650, all went to Biden. Remember they had that guy? We had him on. It was, it was part of that audit. It was part of the audit. He said it was on paper, just on paper like this, just paper. All the votes and boxes of them. He goes, my name's on the box. Can we go look? We should go look. And they go, hey, these are our military. We have evidence, whistleblower evidence, that these overseas votes that came in, they did it by computer. They did it by email. Biden, 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 Biden. You know, I mean, doesn't Rusty Bauer care about, you know, I mean, I'm sorry if you're if you're worried. The truth shall set you free, Rusty you did it. You're doing this for a reason. We can't explain it. When the whole state of Arizona and your friends, you even said it, your friends, your family members, everyone you know, says, hey, why are you doing this? Why are you, why are you, the people that are calling him names, that's, that you take them out of the picture, Brand. That could be set up. Who knows? I'm talking about all the people saying, Rusty, decertify Arizona. Rusty, why, what about all this evidence? How do you explain this away? Brandon, he goes back to one quote from Rudy Giuliani early on in the investigation back in November of 2020, 
Shame on you, Rusty Bowers. Evidence has been poured on your lap in Arizona. Poured out. I know the senators and I know the, the legislatures down there. It, it has been poured on your lap, Rusty. And you know what you do? You turn the other cheek. You turn turn away and you go, nothing to see here in Arizona. The biggest cover-up for the biggest crime in history. And Rusty Bowers, you're one of the biggest players and you're one of the biggest blockers. So unless you can sit here and explain to the United States of America why you won't let anything, why, why you won't say, hey, bring it to your little committee and say, um, you know, they did show me that 750 ballots didn't have chain of custody, but down here in Arizona, we just don't care. Or at least me and uh, Doug Ducey don't care because I'm Rusty Bowers. You know, I'm Speaker of the House. Woe is me. You know what you remind me of, Rusty? Let's head up to Wisconsin, Robin Voss. He's another big blocker, just as bad. Robin Voss, Rusty Bowers, two of a kind. Brad Rassenberger, he's in a world all his own down there in evil, with his evil, evil, evil and, Brad. And before we show the, uh, the the app, Logan's got it. Let me, let me go to the screen here. I don't know if we've got a, a troll over here on our own page under our player. Notice Mike and Brandon won't play the entirety of the hearing, just bits and pieces. This is wrong. Well, let me just explain. The whole entirety thing is on YouTube. It's all over the place. We're not playing anything out of context. And who wants to sit and listen to them drab on forever and ever? The whole, I, I, apparently we have to explain to this troll, the point of this show is to play clips and to have Mike's comments. That's how the show works. And if you don't like it, turn it off. Right. Well, they're trolls. That's what they do. I'm over here. I'm watching Facebook too. By the way, Suckabucks got me so, so he, now I only get to have 500 people on my Facebook. Um, this is what they don't want to hear. If there was nothing to hide, they would have brought it out. Rusty Bowers, if there's nothing to hide, 20,000 people sending you emails going, hey, what did you look at this, Rusty? Did you look at this? How come Rusty can't see stuff the rest of the world can see, Brandon? Yep. You now, have to explain. That's a deviation, you guys. When you have a Republican, okay, let's just say this. Even if there was nothing... Even if there was nothing there, if you didn't, if it, if there was nothing there, if you're, if you're, at, let's say, if you're a Republican, you're at least you're owed to your your uh, party to go. Hey, let's look into it. Um, let's look into it. We were cheated in our election. If you're talking about parties or sides, I don't like to talk about sides. I like to say I don't care if you are a Democrat out there. You know what I told him down in down in Arizona, Brandon? I told. When there was one Republican blocking it in the Senate, uh, way back when to do the, to do the um, um, audit and everything, this one Republican, I forget his name, he kept blocking every day. Somebody got to him, too. I mean, made no sense. Republican uh, um, uh, councilman, or I mean, uh, what do they call them? Uh, um, assemblyman? Assemblyman? Yeah, yeah. All these guys blocking that audit down there. They were all, it was. Oh, Republican. you're talking about councilmen, different councilmen? Councilmen. Blocking, yeah, they're blocking and blocking and blocking this audit. That's all they did down there. Block, 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 block. And they do it, they're doing it across every state. It's ridiculous. It's the Republicans blocking. You know what I told them down there? I said, you guys, why don't you go? I told Sonny this. I told uh, uh, Wendy this. I said, you guys should go over to the Democrats and say, hey, one of you must have a moral compass here. They'd say, now that you've seen the evidence, 750 ballots don't have chain of custody. Brandon, it was a it was a laundry list. It was three pages of a, of a of bullet points to decertify Arizona. And you know what? 
um, just because they're a Democrat doesn't mean that they don't have a that they can't they don't feel guilty that they've seen all the evidence and go. Um, we need to do something. We need to get rid of the machines. We need to fix 2020. And instead, you know, they didn't do that, but I would have done that because you're not getting anywhere. When you have a Republican that's blocking, when a Republican is blocking, you think they're going to change their face because they're doing it for a different agenda, everybody. Yep. There's a hidden agenda, you know, like your Robin Boss in, in, in Wisconsin, Rusty Bowers, Brad Rassenberger. What do they all have in common? They're Republicans, and they all see massive evidence in their own state. And they did nothing but block and said, nothing to see here. I mean, it, that's, it's no wonder the people in this country, Brandon, are going, you know, it's like when you hold up evidence, you know, it's like these bots and trolls over here going, you know, Mike, where's your evidence? It's very simple. Go to Frank Speech, get the app. Go down and click on the button, and there's your evidence. And that's not even—that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's unbelievable what they do. This cover, biggest cover-up for the biggest crime in history. Absolutely. That's why everybody, in order to win this, we have to get the word out and communicate. I've been telling you this. We are going to have the biggest build-up to the biggest event ever, and that is August 20th and 21st. No, the public is not invited. There, are 1,500 people are going to be invited from around our country, maybe a few from around the world, but mostly around our country, probably all from our country, unless there's a, I know we're inviting some evangelical speakers that uh, are going to put this in perspective too, but we're going to have all influencers there. We're going to have people that can bring it back. I just met with all the, Brandon, I was on a call with all 50 states um, just last night. We had a, um, you know, with uh, the Cause of America, that's uh, my platform that we have there where, reaches out. We're like the communication hub of a wheel to all 50 states. They were on that call, hundreds and hundreds of people. And we got, we told them about this event. We told them what we need to do between now and then. And um, once that event's over, I mean, they're going to go back and just keep spreading the word to the world. Uh, and we've got to get rid of these machines. Now, um, before we bring on uh, Garland, because you're going to want to leave enough time for Brad Rosenberger, boy, he gets into it. Right. Logan yeah. has the Logan has the screenshots, I think, right, Logan, to show okay. them. Okay, you guys, I really want you all to see. You need to go to the App Store. It's all there now. Um, okay, I can't. I don't know if you can blow that up. Um, well, I don't know what that screenshot is, but there, yeah, those are what the apps look like. Okay, right there, you go. You got it. You got it. So now, if you're now you're on Frank's speech, and if you go back to the well, it's kind of hard to see there. Anyway, they're connected, you guys. If you're on Frank's social, if you're on Frank's social, now go up to the top, go up to the top, uh, Logan. I can't see it on the screener, but if you click on the icon up at the top, that brings you over to Frank's speech, um, and. So you can go back and forth. There's no other social media platform in history that you, that, that is better now than uh, uh, Frank's speech and yeah. Frank's so, social. So what he's doing right now is he's hitting that button that keeps bringing him bouncing between the two. Right, right. So you have Frank's social where you guys can all be the, the Facebook of the future here and the Facebook of now, not the future. Right now we have thousands, tens of thousands of people on there now. And... And then you click them by a click of a button, you get the biggest media outlet that we, that uh, I believe it's going to be bigger, and it already is bigger. We have two complete 24-hour, 24/7 television stations. 
Um, we've got uh, actually have we have more than that. We have the other live streams, uh, hundreds if not thousands of podcasters on there. You just Google and get your favorite podcaster. Watch it. We have the news outlets or the news there, and uh, you cannot beat that. This is how we all communicate. How we're going to get the word out. Yep. And, uh, and you guys, I want you all to also one more call to action. Go to selectioncode.com. The date of the premiere is switched to August 20th. Now, the media can get out and badmouth me all they want. Go, Mike Lindell switched his dates. Another another lie. He said it was June 6th or July 16th. Well, we had to switch it, and there's a big reason for it. And it, and uh, and no, I'm not going to tell you, um, Cheryl and all you others at the, in the media. Um, and don't even bother and call me. I'm not telling you. There's very strategic very timely things that was switched and uh, uh, probably about 10 reasons. And and, uh, and one of them, quite frankly, I prayed about it. And it was the right move to make to August 20th, everybody, August 20th and 21st. In the meantime, I will tell you one of the reasons it looks by that time, we should have many of these injunctions. Hopefully will already be ruled on to get rid of the machines so we can show the whole uh, the whole world and the whole country hope that yes, this stuff is working. And it is working, everybody. And uh, we're getting, we, by the time, uh, only by the time we're there, we've got as many states as possible where we have cases before judges with preliminary injunctions to get rid of the machines. We also have people on the ground going county to county to get rid of the machines. We, this is going to be a big education, too. We're going to educate everybody. A lot of people on my call last night, Brandon, they didn't know what could we do. We're... Um, um, some of them were county commissioners. Some of them, they want to know what their power is. They wanted to know a lot of these guys in politics, and especially as you get to the, they didn't even know what the powers of the sheriffs are. Can the sheriff go arrest people? Or what can the sheriffs do? Like in 2000 meals, you know, what can he do when there's been crime in their own county and they can show it right from the, uh, right from the rolls, the voter rolls. There's a lot of stuff. Sheriffs have a lot of power, everybody. Absolutely. So we're going to have a breakdown of all that on Frank's speech. As we, they're putting that together right now at the Cause of America, we're going to show what every state in this country's footprint is. And you'll be able to click on your state. And you're going to go there and say, wow, here's what's going on in my state. And believe me, everybody, we didn't forget any state. I just got badmouthed in the media by the Secretary of State in Wyoming. Mike Lindell was wrong. How dare he say that? We work so hard here, the Secretary of State, I myself and all the county commissioners in Wyoming. I didn't say you guys didn't do your job. I didn't even say you did anything wrong. I want everyone to be clear about this. I have never accused, other than the ones that are in on it, like Brad Rassenberger, but I didn't accuse the Secretary of State of, of uh, Wyoming or the state of any wrongdoings or even the commissioners or any of them. Well, who did I accuse, Brandon? The computers, the use of the computers, the use of machines, whether it's ESNS, Dominion, Smartmatic, they all need to go. Yep. That's the problem we have. I think a lot of these commissioners, Brandon, they get defensive. They get defensive and say, I didn't do anything wrong. Of course you didn't do anything wrong. You can't see inside the machine. No one's blaming you. When we get when we blame you is why you won't let us look inside your machine. Right. 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 Well, so let's, let's bring on Garland. Yeah, because you're gonna you guys, I want to make sure we leave enough time for Brad, who testified yeah, yeah, right yeah. he testified right next to uh to uh, Rusty Bowers. Garland, welcome back to Mike Lindell's Lindell Report. Thank you. Great to be back with you, Brandon and Mike. 
Okay, so without, thank you. And so without further delay, let's go to this because I, I know you guys are going to want to comment. I don't want to run out of time. Here we go. Secretary Rassenberger, thank you for being here today. You've been a public servant in Georgia since 2015, serving first as a member of the Georgia House of Representatives and then since January 2019 as Georgia's Secretary of State. As a self-described conservative Republican, it is, is it fair to say that you wanted President Trump to win the 2020 election? Yes, it is. <laughs> well, Secretary, many witnesses have told the select committee that election day, November 3rd, 2020, was a largely uneventful day in their home states. In spite of the challenges of conducting an election during a pandemic, you wrote in the Washington Post that the election was, quote, successful. Tell us, what was your impression of how election day had proceeded in Georgia? On election day in November, our election went remarkably smooth. In fact, uh, we meet at the GEMA headquarters, that's the Georgia Energy um, uh, Emergency Management Association uh, meeting location, but we were following wait times in line. In the afternoon, our average wait time was three minutes statewide that we were recording for ver various precincts, and it actually got down to two minutes. And at the end of the day, we felt that we had a successful election from the standpoint of the administration and the operation of the election. Thank you. The chair recognized the gentleman from California, Mr. Schiff. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Secretary Raffensperger, did Joe Biden win the 2020 presidential election in Georgia, and by what margin? Uh, President Biden carried the state of Georgia by approximately 12,000 votes. And Mr. Secretary, as I understand it, your office took several steps to ensure the accuracy of the vote count in Georgia, reviewing the vote count in at least three different ways. These steps included a machine recount, a forensic audit, and a full hand recount of every one of the five million ballots cast. Did these efforts, including a recount of literally every ballot cast in the state of Georgia, confirm the result? Yes, they did. We counted the ballots where the first tabulation would be scanned. Then when we did our 100% hand audit of the entire, all five million ballots in the state of Georgia, all cast in place, all absentee ballots, they were all hand recounted and they came remarkably close to the first count. And then upon the election being certified, President Trump, because he was in within a half percent, <coughs> excuse me, could ask for a recount. And then we recounted him again through the scanners and we got remarkably the same count. Three counts, all remarkably close, which showed that President Trump did come up short. Okay, now there's more to play, but I bet you Garland has something to say about that. Yeah. Before Garland I, says, hold on, before he was saying Garland, I want to say one thing. But if you guys listen right in the beginning there, he, he was bragging how fast the votes went. Oh, yeah, everything went so fast. It was just great. It was fast. You know what? I would rather have the slowest election in history and be and be truthful absolutely. than the fastest corrupt thing that ever that this country's ever seen. He had the fastest, most corrupt election in the United States. Go ahead, Garland. That's a great point, though. Well, uh, first of all, a couple of points. Uh, Brad Raffensperger, we have documented 42 lies that Brad Raffensperger told in his 10-page letter that he sent to a couple of the congressmen and he copied the Georgia General Assembly. That is out on the voterj.org studies tab. 
it thoroughly uh, debunks almost everything he said about the Georgia election. But what I'd like to <coughs> focus in on is the the concept that the votes were counted three times, and therefore, uh, particularly with that hand count audit, and therefore they had to be uh, correct. The first count was conducted on a voting machine that the United States District Court found that is in violation of two Georgia laws. The other count, the recount, was uh, was simply a rescanning of that same QR code for the ballots, again, on the system, using the system that the United States District Court has found is in violation of two Georgia laws. That leaves us with the third count. This is that hand count audit that we talked about. So we found when we, after we got ballot images to make public record, we then analyzed them and compared them to the audit. In Fulton County alone, we found that the, the error rate in the batches, uh, batch being 100 of ballots, the error rate was 60%. So what that means is that 60% of the time in a batch of 100 ballots, what they had totaled saying that this was Biden's votes, this was Trump's votes, and this was Joe Jordan's votes, did not match what the actual ballot images were, showed us. So that's a 60% error rate, not 6%, not 16%, not, not 0 0.6, 60% error rate. Then we found that there were seven falsified tally sheets with 850 to nothing uh, votes for Joe Biden, which didn't actually exist in the ballot images. We would look at the ballot images. The tally sheet would say 100 to nothing. The ballot image would show 60-40 Biden versus Trump. So the, the, the tally sheets for the audit were falsified. Then we found uh, a 6,000 duplicate ballots that were reported in the audit that twice. They were reported in the audit twice. So the, we, let, we listed all of these problems and we convinced even Brian Kemp's office that our analysis was correct. He sent a 36-point report to the state election board to get them to investigate 34 of those 36 points were right out of our analysis that was that went uh, national when we did our press conference back in July 13. That's it's still up there. But the bottom line of all this is that it is impossible that that hand count audit could have verified the original election results when it had a 60% error rate, falsified tally sheets, and thousands of duplicate ballots reported in that audit. Wow. Hey, Gar Garland, Garland you, did you just say that, uh, did I hear you say that, that you brought a, a, uh, all this stuff to Brian Kemp and he actually requested uh, um, an audit? There is a report, uh, yes, that, uh, that he, well, he didn't actually request an audit. He sent the, the, our information. He recast the information as though it came from his office, which is fine with us. He sent it over to the state election board and asked them to investigate. He knows okay, that if My he, question is, okay, when you have a, when you have a state election board, uh, so you have Crooked Brad Rasenberger, now you have a state election board. Explain what that is. Is that like Wisconsin has up there? They have a WEC, the Wisconsin Election Committee, 
which kind of replaces their secretary of state or even has yeah. more power than that. Yeah, that's right, Mike. It, it is very similar. And he sent the report there because he knew as a former secretary of state, the state election board would not be equipped to do anything with that and not, not equipped to investigate. Right. So it basically it lets Brian Kemp, which he's very good at, kicking the can or making it look like he tried. And he, he's the artist at that. I mean, the guy is the artist. If everybody remembers, back in, 20, in 2020, he actually went on, I think it was Lori Ingram or somebody, went on her show and he said, hey, I gave it to Brad Rassenberger. You know, he's the guy in charge. Remember that statement? I mean, Brian Kemp is very good at, at uh, nothing to see here. I did my part, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So Brian Kemp is just kind of hands off on it, and he's let Brad Raffensperger uh, do whatever he wants to do. Um, right. But I got some good news for you, Mike. Uh, okay, we can use good news, everybody. Yeah. So we're going to have a press conference Thursday, and we are going to announce an election challenge on the 2022 primary. And we're going to force Brad Raffensperger to prove that he won the primary in which uh, he says that he got 52 percent of the vote and literally certified his own election on the unverifiable voting system that the United States District Court has found was in violation of two Georgia statutes. Okay, now, now on that, when you say you're, you're, so you're bringing that before a judge, how, is that something that Brad can push down the road like he did the curling case for uh, a year and a half? I don't think that they can because we're bringing this as an election challenge, an election right. which has to be uh, done uh, immediately. So we've, right. already, we've already brought one challenge, uh, Mike. I think I mentioned to you the other night last time we were on the show or the time before in a Fulton County school board race, the machines gave 3,317 votes to a candidate who was not even on the ballot. Wow. Uh, so, so we are challenging that as well. That one is already in place. And then we're announcing this new one. Well, uh, then you had, well, then you had the, uh, the Democrat that got zero votes in her own precinct. I mean, that's just beyond anything. What do you think? Do you think if they'd have gave her like 10, she wouldn't have had a leg to stand on, right? She would have said, hey, it's you and your husband and eight of your friends. No. And that, that's exactly right, Mike. If she had had 10 votes, she would have never realized what happened. Right. And when she, she went and complained. The Cab County tried to do a machine recount on the Dominion machines, and the machines failed to be able to recount the same way they failed in Coffee County in 2020. So that's what triggered the hand count audit. The board had no choice but to do a hand count audit at that point. Right. And that's what found out that Dominion had awarded the race to the wrong candidates for the runoff. It was, wow. off. It was off thousands of votes. It failed right. to count 1,800 votes and shifted 2,000 votes from one candidate to another. Uh, no. There's there's no explanation. They keep trying to uh, say that this was a an alignment problem, a ballot uh, definition style. That's I heard Rasenberger said it was a program. I heard Rasenberger said it was a program here. I got a question. So, so those uh, with that gal, she was a Democrat. There were three Democrats. Um, was it a who let her do that? The the recount stuff. Was that person a Democrat? Because for sure, 
all Republicans, that's all Republicans do is block anything. Maybe we should ask the Democrats to start doing audits, right? <laughs> well, well, right, right. Uh, that was a, that DeKalb County Board was a three to two majority Democrat board. And that voted to the, um, uh, to, to go ahead and do that hand count audit. And uh, wow. the, yeah, the Republicans were, well, you know, as you know, I think y'all have said this before many times on the show, that the Democrats were wise to these machines a long uh, time before the Republicans got woke yeah, up. Yeah. So, so, um, so they, they were wise. And, but yeah, that was a 3-2 majority vote. And the Republicans were helping the Democrats as, as much. You know, they wanted these Democrats to get a fair election as well. So uh, hats off to the Republicans in DeKalb County. They really uh, came out and tried to uh, volunteer to do hand counts and everything to try to make it, uh, you know, an honest election. And okay, now I got I got a question for you. Now I've seen this, and I don't want this to be started as a rumor, but I did see it. It came up on Facebook. It could have been a spoof. It could have been a lie because uh, Alan Duke hasn't fact-checked it. Uh, is there any truth that uh, Brad Rassenberger's uh, his wife or some sitting on any board of Dominion, or is there any ties with them to Dominion? Uh, that's still unproven, uh, Mike. I couldn't tell you one way or another on that. Okay. But he okay. is the one. He is the one that negotiated the hundred million dollar contract, though, right? Yes. Uh, Mike Brad Raffensperger uh, signed the one hundred and seven million dollar contract with Dominion, right. Right. and. That also, just to give you an idea, Brandon, since you mentioned that, that also obligated the counties in Georgia to another $10 million a year in, in excess expenses for uh, software licensing, testing, logistics of, of running all the machines around. Uh, and and they, did a, uh, they did it without a fiscal note. A fiscal note is required in Georgia, that's like a cost-benefit analysis. What do you, how much, uh, that's required on, uh, you know, like 100,000 bucks, and this was a $107 million deal. The Lieutenant Governor Duncan said that they didn't need one, uh, which was a, a complete lie. Uh, but here's the kicker. They took out a 20-year bond to finance this new system, and the system has a 10-year shelf life. So the Georgia taxpayers will be paying for this Ten years after uh, the system is has reached its useful life. Oh. Well, the, the 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 Georgia taxpayers and that not just them, the whole country is paying for what's happened in Georgia. They're, what these machines have done and what the uh, and corrupt Brad Rassenberger has done. Now, um, by the way, just I, we still have some more clips. I don't want you guys to run yeah, out of time. Let's see another clipper. Let's see another okay. clipper. I want to have time to badmouth Alan Duke. So okay, here we go. I can join you on that. Yeah. See, the president and his allies began making, began making numerous false allegations of voter fraud, false allegations that you and Mr. Sterling, among others, had to address. Mr. Sterling, uh, thank you also for being here today. Following the 2020 election, in addition to your normal duties, I understand that you became a spokesperson to try to combat disinformation about the election and the danger it was creating for elections officials, among others. In a December 1 press conference, you addressed some of your remarks directly to President Trump. Let's take a look at what you said that day. Mr. President, it looks like you likely lost the state of Georgia. 
We're investigating. There's always a possibility. I get it. And you have the rights to go through the courts. What you don't have the ability to do, and you need to step up and say this, is stop inspiring people to commit potential acts of violence. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get shot. Someone's going to get killed. And it's not right. I, I, it's not right. Mr. Sterling, what prompted you to make these remarks? Mr. Schiff, we had had a previously scheduled press conference that day as we were in the habit of doing, trying to be as transparent as we could about the election and the counts going on. Um, a little after lunch that day, uh, lunchtime, I received a call from the project manager from Dominion Voting Systems who was oddly audibly shaken. She's not the kind of person I would assume would be that way. She has a master's from MIT, a graduate of the Naval Academy, and was very much on the ball and pretty unflappable. And she informed me about a, a young contractor they had who had been receiving threats um, from a, a video that had been posted by some QAnon supporters. And at that point, we had been sort of been steeping in this kind of stuff. So we were, it was around us all the time, so I, I didn't take note of it more than adding to the pile of other stuff we were having to deal with. And I did pull up Twitter, and I scrolled through it, and I saw the young man's name. It was a particular tweet that, for lack of a better word, was a straw that broke the camel's back. Um, had the young man's name. It was a very unique name. I believe it was a first-generation American. And it said, had his name. You've committed treason. May God have mercy on your soul with a slowly twisting gif of a noose. And for lack of a better word, I lost it. All right, so you see what they're doing now. They're tying QAnon to Trump. They just went from him saying that Trump was somehow calling for violence, which I don't have any video of audio of that. So they jumped to violence. And see, the whole goal of this, of this narrative is, folks, they're trying to find a way to set the political and uh, legal narrative for the Justice Department to turn around and indict President Trump charge him with insurrection so under the U.S. Constitution he can never run for office again. But you saw what they just had to do. They just jumped from some guy giving his speech in Georgia who's sitting in front of him to QAnon, of which Trump had nothing to do with, to violence. And again, there's no consistency at well, all. They're just, this is, a, this is just a well, salad Brad, they're throwing Brad, together. Brad, it's just a kangaroo. It's yes. a kangaroo court. They're not, the biggest, uh, the biggest thing is, uh, Everyone in the country, more and more every day, gets to see the evidence. I'm looking at Facebook here. You got, isn't it funny, everybody? We talked about you talk. This is a good time to bring up Alan Duke. It's funny. Remember, Alan Duke is the Facebook fact checker called Lead Story. Isn't it amazing? Just in the last month, actually in the last couple months, it's been getting more and more every day as more stuff pours out, more corruption in Georgia. Blatant, blatant machine problems in Georgia with a lady gets zero, zero votes in her own precinct. Uh, the 2,000 meals come out. You have Bill Barr out and out lying, saying cell phone technology. Man, you could get you. How can you get close? Bill, I found my phone in a field, a hay field this high. In uh, uh, so you know you're lying. So what? what and, and you notice the fake, the Alan Duke of Facebook fact checkers lead stories. You don't even see that stuff on Facebook anymore. You could put up anything on Facebook about the machines, and they're not going to cover it anymore. You know why? Because they know it's all true now, and we've been vindicated, and so has Donald Trump. This election was stolen. These machines got to go. And and uh, if, you, if right now, um, and then even CNN, what did they say the other day, Garland? 
They, they, remember, everybody, I always said the big lie is the big lie. Brandon, what did CNN come out with? You can't say it's the big lie anymore. Because why? Because they know it's all true. And, well, they, and um, so, so if, the, if these if these these kangaroo courts or whatever they're doing for these July 6th, everybody sees you cannot. If this ever went, if it ever got to a legal court, Brandon, there is no way they would let you show, hey, here's evidence. You notice how they're doing this, this evidence of this thing of they're trying to say that Donald Trump said the election was stolen. There was no evidence. That's their whole little theme here. Well, how come you can't bring the evidence in and show the evidence there then? That's why they won't let me come. I've said, bring it on January 6th. I'm, I wasn't there, but I think I'm relevant. I think Garland would be relevant. Garland, you and I could go in there and just pour pour the evidence and fill up the whole room, right? All the way level to their eyes. Well, right. And before we leave Gabe Sterling, let me uh, just bring up one point on him. Gabe Sterling said that the State Farm Arena video showed normal ballot processing, quote, unquote. On that video, what you saw was uh, five or six violations of Georgia law. The uh, curved room in which the monitors could not see around is a violation of election transparency law. The skirted tables, hiding ballots under the tables, are violations of Georgia election uh, transparency law. Telling the monitors that they were going to uh, stop for the evening, letting them go, and then continuing counting is another violation of Georgia election law. And duplicate scanning of ballots without a jam or anything on the, on the machines, that is also another violation of Georgia election law. So I think that is five violations of Georgia law that anybody in the state of Georgia or around America could see. And Gabe Sterling, who's testifying before the uh, Congress, said that that was normal ballot processing. So you have both Gabe Sterling and Brad Raffensperger both there. They are both liars, and they are trying to build an agenda to cover up the big lies, you said, which is that there was legitimate election fraud here in Georgia, irregularities, all, ty all types of problems that Brad Raffensperger is still trying to wash under the table, and we are not going to let him do that. Well, and, I, and, I, and you guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go here. I'm going on Flashpoint. Everybody can flip forward to Flashpoint when you're down here. Or you can stay and watch Brandon's great World Review report. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Um, Rob, I just want to say before I go, Garland, I, we are all praying that Rassenberg finally gets that you can finally get those get this audit done and show how it's somebody it's impossible to go from polling at 38% to 52% in one day. This is everyone, more and more vindications are gonna come out all across our great country. Um, and uh, you get, you're at the tip of the spear down there, Garland. You guys, you get to have all the fun down there with, I, I, right there in the middle of the battle. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty exciting down here. It, it just keeps growing and growing, never ends. Right on. Right and on. while Mike- All right, thanks, all right, thanks you two. We'll Thank you. Okay, while Mike goes, let's let's play this because I think here's what they need to be playing to, you know, this is what Mike could go there and say, wait a minute, I got a video I want you guys to see. Garland, we'll have you comment on this before we conclude. Watch this video. These are told to vendors they don't get fixed. In every single case, 
where a U.S. voting machine has been analyzed by, by competent security researchers, they have found vulnerabilities that would let someone inject malicious software and change election data. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. Back in 2007, there was a vulnerability disclosed to a vendor. And this machine is used in 23 states, counts millions of ballots in, in a national election, um, often thousands of ballots locally in a particular jurisdiction. And we went back and looked at that same machine at DEF CON last year, and that same vulnerability still persisted. Uh, so over a decade later, uh, the vulnerabilities still have not been fixed. It's an attack that can jump the erroneously named air gap and take over a machine completely to delete or add whatever types of votes you would want. America's voting machines remain stunningly vulnerable. I and other computer scientists have found numerous ways that hackers could sabotage machines and alter election results, and sophisticated hackers can penetrate them even though they aren't directly connected to the internet. There are some tech experts who say that you know, maybe what they'll do this next time is to really disrupt the actual election, shut down the servers that you send results to, uh, interfere with the operation of voting machines because still too many of them are linked to the internet. Last fall, Chairman Quigley and Representative Katko invited me to demonstrate a hack here on Capitol Hill uh, in a mock election with a voting machine used in 18 states. I remotely hacked in, stole both congressmen's votes, and changed who won. Look at where we are now in this year of our Lord 2018. We're talking about paper ballots, but that actually might be one of the smartest systems. Not as to who can vote, but who gets to count the vote. Count the vote. Count the vote. That's what this is about. That's what makes this so different than anything else we've ever done. When you and your colleagues hacked election systems, did you get caught? Did they, did they see your intrusion into their systems? The one instance when I was invited to hack a real voting system while people were watching was in Washington, D.C. in 2010. And in that instance, it took less than 48 hours for us to change all the votes, and we were not caught. Garland, closing comment. Uh, Brandon, uh, you are right on the money. Uh, that, uh, all of their comments are fantastic. Um, the only thing that I would add to it is they are, in spite of the fact they are 100% right, what we have been talking about here is academic theory. What we have found in Georgia has confirmed everything that they just said because we found in 2020 when the ballot images were made public record in the state of Georgia that they, those ballot images that are required to produce the results were electronically altered in Fulton County prior to certification of the 2020 election. Wow. Proof. Thank you, Garland. VoterGA.org. Voter Thank you, folks, for watching. Again, go to MyPillow.com. Look at the screen real quick. Look at this. This is how we fund it all, MyPillow.com. And this is really how we get it all done. Listener-supported network, listener-supported shows. Please, as low as 1988, the MyPillow. Now that he's been canceled by Walmart, $19.88. Grab them, share them, hold them for gifts. 
Use the promo code L77. Appreciate your support. Take care. You're watching Lindell TV.